0: awesome testimonies about how to walk out true intimacy with a loving father who pursues his kids. Oh man, sounds like a good time. If you want to check out the show, lovereality.org slash podcasts and look for the Worthy of Everything show. Are we starting the podcast
3: now? Oh, we've been on the podcast, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, welcome to the Death to Life podcast. My name is Richard Young. And before we get into what's going on today, it's been brought to my attention that whenever I talk about our Tuesday Bible study at 130, I never give out the information on how to get there. So that's on me. That's my bad. Um you can contact me or Tyler Morrison on it on our Instagram pages. Um I have an Instagram page called the like Death to Life with Richard Young, and I never post anything on there. Like I want to delete it, but I feel like you shouldn't delete Instagram pages because I might like change the name of it or something someday. Um, but people like whenever somebody like Hui told me, Rich, just do it from your account. Um, so if you want information, just go to my personal Instagram page where I post all the the stuff about the podcast and just be like, yo, I'm trying to pull up Tuesdays at one thirty central and I'm going to say, say less and I'm going to send you the link. Uh, and Tyler Morrison could do the same for you or, uh, you know, any, any, any one of anybody, you know, we've got so many people. Um, yeah, so that's my bad. on not getting that information out to you guys. Uh, so Tuesdays at one thirty, uh, hit up love realities page. Uh, that's going to be, um, the information about my podcast is going to be up there very shortly, and yeah, it's kind of going down. I wanted to tell you about what's going on today, and today is a, is a part two with BB, and if you remember BB, we recorded, I think it was like episode five, and um, when I was in Oregon earlier this year. Uh, we recorded another episode, and this is our conversation about parenting. And it isn't; it, it's a different format than what we usually do with Death to Life. But it's it's someone who understands, but is walking it out, and how that correlates with, you know, being a mom, being a dad. So we have this discussion. Um, I really enjoyed. Uh, this this chat I had with BB. I think we recorded this I think late March. So I hope you enjoy it and I hope you um I hope you get something from it because as the school year's starting sometimes we tend to get in our feelings about our kids. Uh I'll be the first to admit. And uh this is a good reminder of what we have in Christ. So all that being said, let's start this mug off Buckle up strap in, love y'all, and also I appreciate each one of you that listen to the podcast.
0: Yo, Richard, are you about to do the podcast?
2: <laughs> So, check the price that's yeah, paid for. Oh, my God, this the life I was made for. We do it, Major. We do it, Major. On my soul, check the price that's yeah, paid for. Oh, my God, this the life I was made for. We do it, Major. We do it, Major. Yeah. yeah uh,
3: this is uh i think the f- the fourth live podcast that i've done cool so i had to get this all this stuff
1: that's so exciting
3: but it's cool so um when we got here i started uh to talk to you about the podcast i said hey bb Give you listen to the podcast, and then you started talking about some lies that you were in mm-hmm. while we were recording the podcast, and I was like, "Oh, so can you go into like <laughs> what was going on?" And yours was the the fourth or the third podcast we ever recorded. I think we record, I think it's the fourth. No, maybe the fifth. It doesn't matter. But it was real early. It was like October, November mm-hmm. of of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, what what do you recall about that and um yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember like you asking me to do it. And I was like, yeah, of course I will, but I also knew that like I was in some deception. <laughs> Not I was just allowing it to affect my life like this lie had gotten a foothold in my heart and it had just like snowballed into affecting everything. And so while we were recording the podcast, it felt weird to be like sitting and talking to you about freedom when I knew that there was something that was uh, holding me captive, right? So I haven't listened to it because I was like, I actually don't know what I said and I don't know if I want to hear what I said well first um, of
3: all your podcast was I feel like is a huge <laughs> blessing and I think that there's something like that we probably should just put out there like once you're free there are never any lies that you ever believe and that's that's not true right no. like
1: yeah because I uh in freedom like I absolutely know who I am and I will never question that again, right? Right. Like I know who God is and I will never question that again. However, there are like habits of the flesh that can be poked at, Hmm. right? And those habitual, for me in particular, those habitual ways of thinking, it's like habitual thinking patterns, That if they get poked at or they start going and I don't take them, like, I don't arrest them and bring them immediately, like, down and pray them out, uh, they will start to cycle again.
3: Yeah, and I just want to say just maybe for definition's sake so the listeners know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. When we say in freedom, it's just this understanding that we are fully loved and shame has been revealed for the lie that it is mm-hmm. and um we're walking in this understanding of the finished work in our lives and freedom from sin and all this stuff and so when when that's happening we still you know if I'm I'm 37 and I had this revelation of God's love for me at 35, Mm -hmm. and I'd been married for, you know, I think 10 years at that time. Still, there was patterns in my marriage that were not cool, but they were just, you know, they're ingrained patterns in our minds. And as we learn what's true, we can see, oh, that pattern and way of thinking is not right, and it's hurtful, and Mm -hmm. and it's based in a lie. So, just wanted to put that out there for because sometimes I think when we say freedom or since I got free or something sometimes people have a hard time understanding what we're saying so Mm -hmm. so talk to me about what that that lie was that you were still kind of rolling in this former pattern of of thinking
1: yeah so um right after I had my first son uh I had like a pretty serious like I was in a very dark place mentally um, and emotionally and all of these insecurities that I didn't know were going to come up um, did and I struggled a lot with postpartum depression postpartum Mm. anxiety um, and it all centered around not wanting to be my mother and and I love my mom. Mm -hmm. I love her dearly. Um, But, you know, growing up, she she was young and she was in deception. She, like, was dealing with her own stuff and she did the best that she could with what she had. Mm -hmm. Um, And the best that she could could caused a lot of trauma (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and that's just the reality you know right and so uh yeah as soon as i had my son this like overwhelming fear of raising him like my mom raised me like overtook everything and so I started moving through not just like parenting, but like my entire life started revolving around not being her. And so every decision I was making, it was based on this fear and the and this insecurity that I was going to be her. And if I saw any behavior or way of speaking that reflected my mother, I like double down on being the opposite of that. Right. Right. Um, and so then. Uh, can, we,
3: can we talk about that for a second? Because yeah, totally. it's, it's like, it just makes me think of sin consciousness and righteous consciousness and mm-hmm. living our lives to not be a thing or not do a thing rather than living our lives because we are a thing. And I mean, as you're saying it out loud and you know, you know, you know that this is this pattern, this way of thinking has been exposed for what it is. Why why do you believe that living now to not be something, to not sin, to not be a certain way? Why do you believe like, well, it doesn't seem like there's any answers in this and we just get kind of entrenched.
1: Yeah. So this whole experience, like I had my son before I understood freedom and before I came into it. So mm-hmm. um the the thing that I realize and I recognize now, is I was so afraid hmm. of becoming my mother that I wasn't able to just be a mother
3: hmm
1: right i was so insecure about being like my mom that i wasn't able to just be a mom Hmm. Um, i was so worried about being a bad mom that it was getting in the way of me being a good mom and i wasn't able to come into myself as a mother and like the mother that God designed me to be Mm -hmm. for this child that he designed for me Mm -hmm. because I was too afraid of being something else. Even though I'm not that thing. Right. Right. It,
3: It just feels like chains. It just feels like, um, yeah, it's a small box that we're living in where in, understanding truth, there's just a whole world to move and operate in. But if we're living in the I can't be this thing, it seems just a like a narrow minded focus of just rules that we're making up for ourselves. Is that what you experience?
1: Yeah, totally. Um the the more I pressed I allowed this like lie and this fear to press in on me, um, the less I was able to freely love my child. Hmm. And I became more of what I was afraid of.
3: Was it that you weren't able to love the child in the way you should because it was about you?
1: Yeah, I wasn't able to just see him for who he was. And love him where he was at, and like let him be and figure out how he needed to be loved because every child is different, every child is unique, right? Mm -hmm. But I was so like caught up in like, don't be a bad mom, don't be this kind of mom, don't be like your mom, that it, yeah, I wasn't even seeing my son. I was mm-hmm. seeing myself as a bad mom.
3: So how long after you have your son do you understand this freedom?
1: Uh, he was about like 18 months. 18 months. Yeah, so like a year and a half. And so like in that, you know, I, he was still being cared for right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was good at caring for him, like care tasks, right? You know, making sure he was eating well and dressed and clean and all of that kind of stuff. But um, when it comes to like, and it's just like any relationship, right? Mm -hmm. We, When we are steeped in deception and like, so focused on ourselves and like focused on how awful we are Mm
2: -hmm.
1: we don't have life to give Mm -hmm. others right and so like my the foundation of my son's like upbringing in those first 18 months Mm -hmm. right we're not based in look at you you perfect wonderful gift Mm -hmm. let me cultivate you and love you and pour into you so that you are uplifted and understand exactly who you are Mm -hmm. which is a son of god right right and like a perfectly crafted individual made by the king of the universe Right. right it was I don't want to damage you. I don't want to ruin you. I don't want you to experience what I experienced. Hmm. So let me, 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 me, right? And it Mm -hmm. was so, even even though it was supposed to be about him, Mm -hmm. it wasn't. It was still very me-centered.
3: So in trying not to be like your mom, how successful were you in that? Or were you finding that even though you were trying very hard, there was you would model some of her behavior
1: oh absolutely yeah i would say things and do things
3: give me an example of something some of this stuff
1: yeah so um you know my mom was like uh physically and emotionally abusive Mm -hmm. right so um My son was always, like, a terrible sleeper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there would be nights where it would take him up to, like, two hours to fall asleep. And, like, I would get so angry. Like, Mm. actually angry. And I would never, like, hit him or anything. But I would get really mad. And I would, like, yell. And I would, like, punch the bed or something. Because I was just, like, so infuriated that he just like wasn't asleep and i you know we'd done everything and I just was like it was out ad- of you know I was just like ah I can't handle this anymore just like go to sleep right, you know and right, I just right. yell at him right he's a baby you don't know how to go to <laughs> sleep right? mm-hmm. you know and then that experience would happen and I'd get totally overwhelmed and I'd get caught up in my anger and caught up in this frustration and then I would, you know, lash out and I would yell. And then I'd be like, look, you're your mom. Mm. Right. You know,
2: would and you, so, then you go into shame and
1: then I would go into shame and it would spiral and I'd get all this anxiety of like, oh, my gosh, like, this is how it starts. Like, you're getting angry and then you're going to start yelling at him all the time. And then like, OK, like you punch the bed. But how long is it until, you know, it's him you're hitting, right? and again would i ever do that i mean of course i now would say i would never do that but back Mm -hmm. then like you know to be perfectly honest i don't know i don't know my anger could have gotten out of control and then like on top of that it's like okay like you're yelling like go to sleep but then What's the, you know, what if he spills uh, his, you know, a cup of water? Are you going to yell at him then? And then like, okay, you're, you're yelling at him because he's not going to sleep. How long is it going to be before you start tearing down his character? You know, like, and it would just spiral and it cause all this anxiety and more anger. And then I'd get all wound up. and then, And then it would just be easier and easier and easier to get to that place. And it would take a shorter and shorter and shorter time to get to that place because after this thing happened, then that spiral of guilt and shame and like beating myself up would happen, right?
3: And I think like this is all, well, you correct me if I'm wrong. And In my experience, I I don't understand this and I don't know if it's a guy thing. I won't say that because I don't want to throw all guys under the bus. Maybe this is just a me thing. When my kids were little and I would hear them crying, I'd be like, oh, they're crying. Mm-hmm. And Natalie would feel something completely different. Like the cry meant something else to her. Mm-hmm. And it I think she would admit this. It was more painful for her. Yeah. It was more like, oh, you know. And for me, I was like, oh, something's going on with the baby. Like maybe, like there was, I thought in my mind there were just three options. That the baby's hungry. The baby is needs to be changed or the baby's just crying. And I'm like, well if it's not those other two, then it's just the last one and that's just fine. But it didn't affect like Natalie was you know, of course wants to figure out figure it out. And so and like I said, tell me if I'm wrong, I'm picturing the baby not being fallen asleep. Isn't that you would go in and you see the baby is still awake. Obviously the baby's crying. And the tears and the yell you know that connects with your heart because this is your heart living outside of your body and you love this child with your whole heart but then the anxiety and the fear pushes you to do this thing that now you're just like contradicting your true heart for this baby by being angry so it's all coming it's 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 very sad it's like this thing that's like you love this child with your whole heart and then the lie comes in of the anxiety of well what what why can't i stop this baby from crying and then judging yourself as a mom and ju- yeah, am i absolutely. wrong about that or talk to me about that
1: no totally yeah like in in a in like that circumstance of like baby not going to sleep baby crying you know um i would have and still do <laughs> but at that time would have a like a very visceral like physical reaction and it would feel so unnatural to not do everything I could to comfort the -hmm. baby right Mm -hmm. and when there was nothing I could do Mm -hmm. to comfort the baby Mm -hmm. then it would start the spiral of like what are you doing wrong? You're not equipped for this, right? Mm. Because if you, you know, you've done all the reading, you've done all the research, like, you've, you know, like, I am that type of person where if um, I'm getting into something, whatever it is, it can be baking bread or it can be having a child. Right. I'm going to read and read and read and read and read and read and read mm-hmm. and watch all the videos and, like, Come out with a very secure, well thought out, well like, well researched plan, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I did all of that, and then I still couldn't figure out how to get this baby to sleep, and I was just, and this was part of also just a lie that I believed about myself was there was something inherently defective with my person, mm-hmm. right, and then it transferred into motherhood which was, well, if I'm inherently defective as a person, there's something wrong with me. And now I have this child and I can't get them to stop crying and I can't get them to sleep no matter what I do. Then I'm just not equipped and I am not a good mother and I am just going to turn into my mom who also wasn't equipped to be a mother. And hmm. blah, 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 so, blah, blah,
3: Let me ask you this. When your baby cries because he's hungry... Mm-hmm. Do you know that cry? I do. Is it different from other cries? It is. When your baby cries because he needs to get changed, is that, Do you know that cry? Is it a different cry, or is it similar to other cries?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, it's so crazy that we can understand their different cries. Right. Right. Yeah.
3: And so, and this is what I'm thinking: if a baby is hungry, or if it's time to eat, and the baby's crying that makes sense. If the baby needs to be changed because the baby's dirty, that also makes sense. And then there's a third and fourth cry that I'm thinking about. The third being the baby is hurt, Mm -hmm. like the baby fell. And that's different than the hungry and that's different than the one that needs to be clean. And then there's this fourth one that is just like baby is crying. And we take the fourth one And we assign it something.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: And usually the assignment is, in deception, I'm doing something wrong.
1: Or not doing enough.
3: Yeah. So baby needs to be fed, we can fix that. Mm -hmm. Baby needs to be changed, we can fix that. Baby hurt themselves, I can comfort this baby. But fourth one, where we don't know what's going on, we assign it. I'm a bad mother. I'm a bad father. I don't understand. I don't. And I'm just sitting here thinking about what it actually means. And I don't think it means anything. <laughs> it means nothing.
1: Or that they're grumpy. Yeah. Or yeah. It's just baby's crying. Baby's crying. Like,
3: if, and, and don't hear what I'm not saying. If your baby is sick or if your baby is, I'm not saying don't take you know don't take precaution and don't look into what's happening of course what do we do when the baby is crying we we go and we check for all of those things is baby hungry what time is it or is baby dirty or is baby you know all of these different things but then if none of if all of those are checked off the baby is safe the baby is dry the baby is fed but baby is still crying well then this must mean something's wrong with me mm But it doesn't mean that. No. Right?
1: Yeah, totally. Well, and it's so funny because like, you know, Hui in this time period would ask me, he's like, is the baby safe? Like, yeah. It's like, is this baby loved? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is he cared for? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does he know that he's safe? Yeah. You know, like, it's not like I'm, he's not with me. All the time, mm-hmm, right? right? Like, right, right, right. and he knows that we're there, and all of that. And he, so he's like, "Why can't you just like Why can't you just chill?" And I'm like, I, "Cause this."
3: So why can't you?
1: Uh, uh, great question. <laughs> <laughs> because there's something because, in there, right? Yeah, because uh, I felt like. if the baby is crying, that means that it needs me. Right? In some capacity. So I want to be there for this baby. Mm -hmm. For my child. And regardless of all of those factors, Mm -hmm. it was so important to me that my son never, ever, ever questioned if I loved him. Hmm. Right? Sure. Even though there was nothing... That I was doing that would make him question if he was loved.
3: Yeah. And I don't want to, I do. And I don't want to make this, this podcast is not about what we're doing or not doing because everybody raises their kids in a different way. Everybody has a different plan for that. And this is not about that. This is about is there something that's lying to us? Mm -hmm. So, like, let's say, Baby needs you, mm-hmm. and you go and you pick up the baby. Mm-hmm. Baby still cries. Mm-hmm. Then you're thinking, "Am I not comforting comforting baby in the right way? Mm-hmm. Am I not? Am I not? Am I not?" And it's no longer about the baby; mm-hmm. it's about you. Yep. And that's what I'm trying to get at is, it's not you. Like, like we tend to take so many things personal. And in taking them personal, it means something about us and it's not good. And it positions us in this lie.
1: And I was living from so much hurt Hmm. and like living from the wounds that I had gotten from my childhood that I was, so I was entering parenthood. Mm-hmm. With those wounds wide open. Mercy. Right? Yeah. And like, not being able to see see what this relationship actually was. Right. Right? I was just so fearful of not redoing my childhood, which is so wild, right? Mm-hmm. Because like... One, my mom has a very serious mental illness, mm-hmm. and it and like it um I don't know what the proper definition is there's a new it's i think hard. it's yeah, anyways, um, but you know, so she was struggling with that, mm-hmm. along with being like severely physically abused by my dad- mm-hmm. and so she's like that's what's happening in my house right Mm -hmm. and like me and my brother are getting hit and we're getting yelled at and nasty things are being told to us and Mm -hmm. like you know where we didn't always have home security we didn't always have food security you know what i'm saying and like all of that is my childhood and i'm looking at my child like so afraid of like redoing all that when literally all of those things are absent. Right. He was not neglected. Right, right. I did not have a abusive husband. I was not abusive. We had we didn't have home insecurity, we didn't have food insecurity. Like why am I trying to prevent these things that aren't a reality for him?
3: Yeah, because of this this lies that <laughs> So you come into freedom, you mm-hmm. come into this truth, mm-hmm. but there's still these patterns. Yeah. So how is that going? How, like when you're trying to walk through it, but do you, do you see the patterns that are still there or how long did it take for you to say, oh, hold up?
1: Yeah. So for, for the most part, I feel like when I came into freedom, um, and part of that was like forgiving my mom mm-hmm. and not not forgiving her like oh you know whatever but like i forgive you for all the you know which is important but for sure um truly like she doesn't owe me anything right she didn't owe me she doesn't owe me an apology she doesn't owe me like She didn't owe me a good child. Like, she doesn't owe me anything. And giving that up and, like, releasing her Mm -hmm. from the anger and the hurt I had towards her Mm -hmm. um, is what really changed how I approached parenthood because I was no longer living, holding on. Holding on to the pain of you know my past, mm-hmm. right? So, um, letting letting that go, I was able to just like come come into motherhood with kind of like a f- fresh eyes, fresh heart, fresh mind, mm-hmm. and my husband—he's really good at like calling it out when he sees me start to like. panicked Mm -hmm. about my parenting choices Mm -hmm. because again it's it's insecurity Mm -hmm. it's just you know not even i want the best for my child but like i don't want to be the reason that he's this way or that way or whatever but god said something so powerful to me one day You know, it's like, oh, you know, like, what if I'm doing this and I'm doing that? Like, blah, 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 right? And he's just like, cool, cool. Like, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, he's not yours. Hmm. This is not your child. Hmm. Right? He's mine. Like, This is my son. And yes, on this earth, I have given him to you as a gift to steward. Mm -hmm. But when you fail, I'm there. Wow, and once I received that, that's really when a lot changed, because I gave up the me, me, me I have to do, I have to be, I have to do, I have to be because it's not
3: that's it's important. not me yeah, that's... it's
1: Christ in me
3: i'm I'm thinking of this story, and I think about my mom who had a son and very early on she knew something was wrong. Mm -hmm. And just because of things that he was interested in and things that he would gravitate to. And he, uh, he, my mom just, just like any mother who loves their child, saw that there was starting to be some unhappiness, as he uh, started to see that he was different from other kids, and she would research and search and research and search, and this is in the eighties, so there's not a lot, yeah. But she would just go and go and go, and she would just pray and just pray and pray. And um later found out that this was years, 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 years later, that she found out that oh, he was on the spectrum. And I don't know what the politically correct way or the new way we're talking about. Um and it used to be called Asperger's. It used to be called this thing. Mm -hmm. And she looked at everything she had done to raise him up to that point when she finally found some literature on it. And she finally found and saw, oh, with somebody like this, they need this, 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 this. And when she read that, she burst out into tears because God had been so faithful to show her all of that before she had even seen any kind of literature, before she had read any before she knew what it was, she just knew Mm -hmm. that there was something different and God had blessed her with with what people had said, this is what you should do. They need structure and they need this and they need such and such and such. And she had provided that just because the Holy Spirit had given that to her. And I, I, I think about what you're talking about, like, yeah, like, he loves us, right? Mm-hmm. He's in us. He's guiding us. we have the mind of Christ. He's transforming us by the renewing of our mind, and then he wants to give us every good thing. He's not holding back this this thing, this answer that we're so searching for because we love our children and we want to we want to raise them right and give them the best tools. He's not holding back the answer from us. And sometimes we find that we we have been doing it all along even though we're just searching for it. So I hear what you what you're saying and that that testimony is always powerful powerful to me. Um so let's get Go ahead. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um so after like after coming into freedom and really like casting down the lies around you know what i had been believing about myself and all of that i was able to look at my son and look at my family and uh, see the see the reality that we are actually living in and god was just you know so good and just like i mean he's just so good Mm -hmm. you know and even if all of that stuff was going on you know like my son was still so thoroughly loved mm-hmm. even through all of that so um you know things were cool things were fine and then i got pregnant again and had my second son and um after having him like those same kinds of those same kinds of fears mm-hmm and insecurities started to like, mm. and anxiety started to pop up again. And, you know, part of that is like hormones, right? Because
3: birth blues, is
1: wild. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so like, as my hormones and like my like serotonin stuff were like dipping, I think it just allowed for some thought patterns to come back. And um so... I was already kind of experiencing some, like, you know, it was interesting. I was feeling depressed, Mm -hmm. but not like before freedom. Like, pre freedom, I was like, oh, I'm the worst. Everything's terrible. Like, blah, I don't want to be here. Everyone hates me. Like, meh, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Not saying that those feelings aren't real and valid because they were. Mm-hmm. But
3: they were certainly there. They
1: were there. Right. But um, <clears throat> like that wasn't what was happening. I was just having all of the symptoms of low <laughs> of, of my brain, not my brain, not firing and. In the way that it did pre mm-hmm. was it prepartum, is that the right word? Anyways, you know Before
3: having right? the baby Before
1: having the baby. So, you know, I was like tired all the time, had a severe lack of motivation to like really do anything. Um like my body was hurting all the time, all that kind of stuff. But all of the all of the emotional stuff wasn't there, which was dope but then i we had this incident where we were at a friend's house and um my older son was like flapping this like tie around and it like went really close to my our friend's face and he like had this very intense reaction and it was definitely out of proportion um where he like grabbed it and was like hey like, you need to be careful, right? And I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but in that moment, instead of reacting how I normally would, which would have just been like, hey, dude, like, let's not do that, mm-hmm. you know? Like, That's we don't, kid. people don't want that, yeah. a, you know? I, I meant to like, Siona, to myself. Oh, okay. I, I would have normally just like, hey, yeah, you know, don't. Don't be, be cool be cool like don't blame <laughs> that in people's faces people don't like that right mm-hmm. like that's normally how I would react mm-hmm. um, instead what I felt was being communicated in that moment mm-hmm. to me via his reaction my friend's reaction was that my son is a bad kid mm-hmm. that needs discipline mm-hmm. and you are not providing it Right,
3: right,
1: and I chose to come into agreement with that lie, because that is not truth, right That is not the that is not the reality. But I chose in that moment to come into agreement with it, not recognizing that that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But the enemy is so devious and wicked, and looks for opportunities in our vulnerable state. Absolutely. So I was already feeling vulnerable. Like my, you know, I had had this other baby, and my brain was in a funky place, and my body was in a weird place, and, you know. And so it, there was this moment of vulnerability that poked at my former insecurities around motherhood hmm. that poked at me being a bad mom and somebody communicated with me you're a bad mom hmm. and I was just like yep and I came into agreement with it and it was this, such an insignificant moment right like that's not Right. But I just, I, you know, made that choice to come into agreement with it. And, you know, I took my son into the other room and I made it this big deal of like, hey, you know, it's really important when we're, you know, we're around, like, you know, I like made it this big deal of like communicating to him how this was a bad choice and all that, right? When it's like, no, he's just a little kid (laughs) weaving a piece of fabric around. Mm -hmm. And from that moment of coming, out of agreement with the truth of what God has spoken over me and my son and like our life and coming into agreement with that we are lesser than that mm-hmm. created a foothold for all of those insecurities to just come raging back. Hmm. And all of those anxieties to just come like steamrolling back. And um because I wasn't completely conscious of what happened in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was very easy because it was a habitual pattern of thinking Mm -hmm. for them to just, those thoughts to just happen more and more often and more and more frequently until they had just, till they became consuming again. And so after that happened, we get to hawaii Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're there for a little bit and jonathan takes me into the kitchen and he's like what's wrong with you (laughs) i was like i don't know what are you talking about what i don't i don't Mm -hmm. know anything's wrong he's like no 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 no. like whatever is happening that we need to like get rid of that Mm -hmm. because like what you're doing is not okay and it broke my heart because he said something to me that like he was just like, I've been watching you and I see, you know, like when Bug is just playing mm-hmm. and, and you know, he might do something. He might like get loud or start crying or whatever. And I see in your eyes that you're afraid that he is a burden to me mm-hmm. and like to the people in this house. And he was just like, We love him. Hmm. We love him. He's not a burden. And like, it makes me sad that you would think that he was. Hmm. Right? And it broke my heart, you know, because...
3: You saw that the lie had landed.
1: Yeah, that it landed. Right? And so I wasn't... I didn't view my son as a burden, but I was positioning him as a burden to other people, right?
3: Can we talk about being embarrassed by our kids for a minute?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Like being embarrassed by our children, and I have had plenty of time to be embarrassed. And I think for the most part, I can admit this, I've been impatient as a father. And the Spirit is showing me that, and then in turn showing me that I have every, like, I am patient, so I can be patient because the Spirit lives in me and I have the Holy Spirit. And, like, so I can be the thing that He says that I am. But before, I would be embarrassed when my children would do something in public or around. And I just want to call it for what it is. It is self-centeredness. If you're embarrassed by something your child does, it's not about your child. It's about what people are thinking about you.
1: As a parent. Yeah. And if you're doing it right or wrong.
3: Absolutely. Uh And when we understand this thing, like our children need to learn and our children need to grow. And of course there's discipline and of course there's rearing and showing them but in this thing, we get to do it for them now, where before for me, it was, I, I said this about being a principal, I used to be want to be a good father, and I not completely, but there was a percentage of this that was so that you would think I was a good father, rather than be a good father to actually be a good father so I could raise my kids and and show them how much they're loved and, and and talk to them about their character and all of this. And so I was having this conversation the other day with with somebody about appearances and how there comes this point in life where your children get old enough so that you don't have to be "Quote unquote," embarrassed by them anymore because it's now their life and their decisions, and you've you've done a good job, and you've raised them up to some, certain. And this is how we think about it, right? And I'm thinking, if you're ever embarrassed or the like, then it's about you. And when can we get out of our way and be great parents, and you know, and raise the kids? for them and not so for us. And that is, I mean, we probably ought to get grounded in who we are in him and then raise it. And you know what? We can, we can do everything perfectly. And the spirit of disobedience that is in them, if if they are not born again, if they are not in Christ, you know, and, and they get, you know, a certain age, they can go off and do crazy things, but if they did, the saddest thing would not be about you know. Oh, I'm embarrassed. Look at me. What did I do? Oh, my son or daughter is such and such and such. It would be that they would be in trouble, right? And so, yeah. What what do you what do you think about that? And have you seen any of that? I mean, it sounds like that's what was going on with you in in this interaction and kind of what took you on this path?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So when Jonathan called me out, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, I had to go and sit, you know, in secret place for a minute to really allow God to unravel because what's so wild is I didn't remember that moment until because this was like six months before, hmm. right? And Jonathan was like, you need to go sort this out. I'm gonna call it out, go sit alone, go sort this out. And I'm like sitting in secret place. I'm like, God, like, what is this? Because like, I had no idea that this was even happening. Hmm. Like it, Because it, again, it was just like a habit. And like, it snowballed, right? It's like these little thoughts that turn into big thoughts that turn into... Patterns of thinking that turn into how I think every single day. And so I'm sitting like on this rock, looking out at the beautiful ocean, and God brings me back to our friend's living room. And it's like, this is the moment. Wow. You came out of agreement with the truth of who you are right here.
3: Hmm. And
1: that is what allowed for all of this stuff to come back. And instead of your identity being daughter mm-hmm. and his being son, you slipped back in to allowing your identity to be mom.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so when I put my identity back into that like mother role, right? Mm-hmm. And I allowed somebody to judge me I allowed a judgment on my child's behavior to signal something about myself.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I slipped back into, okay, I have to do everything that I need to do in order to be a good mom because this is the most important thing that I could be doing, which is true. Mm -hmm. That's not not untrue because it's still true today. Mm -hmm. But my... Identity, first and foremost, is not mother right how How good or bad I am as a mom or whatever the choices that I make as a mom makes no difference in who I actually am, hmm. which is a daughter of, of God hmm. right, and my son, no matter what he does, makes no difference of who he actually is hmm. and so. Uh, you know, God revealed that moment to me and revealed the lie that I had believed, which was, you know, that my son was in need of correction and I wasn't doing my job well as a mother. And so then he just kind of showed me how these past few months I had been living as if that was the core of my identity was a mother and like how I needed to, how I believed that I needed to live my life, Mm -hmm. right? Which it's so interesting. I, I had this thought the other day and, and, um, you know, we, we talk so much in the church about purpose Mm -hmm. i mean outside of the church about purpose too i think everyone is consumed with this idea of purpose because if you don't believe in god you don't believe in heaven you don't believe in an afterlife all you have is right now so what are you going to do and it has to be impactful because after you die the only way that you are going to have any sort of legacy outside of your you know Mm -hmm minimal existence is to have some sort of purpose that created impact mm-hmm. lasting impact right um and then i think that idea and that concept comes into the church in this very subtle way where purpose gets twisted and where you know we're like okay what is your purpose? What has God purposed you to do? Like, are you going to be a doctor? Like, what you know, like, right. are you going to be a nurse? Like, are you going to be a teacher? Like, what are you going to do? What's your purpose? You need to find it because you need to fulfill your purpose. But like, our purpose is kingdom. Hmm. Like, this is not our home. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not destined for here. Mm-hmm. So, why are we so caught up in creating a purpose that is that is in line with this world mercy and like consuming ourselves with this world with like worldly things when we're not even of it wow right and so like is your our purpose is kingdom so like If you have the capacity and the ability to, like, be a doctor and, like, that's how you're going to serve for a kingdom, dope. Mm -hmm. Do that. But, like, you can also serve for the kingdom in a grocery store. Absolutely. You can serve for the kingdom by not working and being available. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. That is such a gift to be available for people that are in need. So that anytime somebody needs you, you can get, they can call you and you're there to answer. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, yes, is being a mother this incredible gift that I've been given? Mm -hmm. 100%. Mm -hmm. Am I going to steward it well and to the best of my abilities? 100 Mm percent is that what i'm choosing to do because i'm like a full-time mom and i'm like staying at home yeah 100 Mm -hmm. Mm percent. but like my purpose is kingdom Mm. so what i'm doing is i'm raising up little missiles Mm. to blast off (laughs) into the world and just create these little explosions for god (laughs) you know what i'm saying like yeah but like that's not my, my, uh, my, my purpose isn't related to worldly things. So when I got into this idea or believe this lie that my identity was being a mom, mm-hmm. that was me relating my life to the world and not to heaven. Right. Right. And so, yeah, I, we called it out and we cast that thing down. (laughs) And um, I got Mm reestablished in my identity as daughter. And there has been such a significant shift, not only in my way of like relating with my children, but also with my husband and with other parents.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Because when I was... Settling my identity in motherhood mm-hmm. and not daughterhood, I would look at other parents and judge their choices. Because if this is my identity, this means that this is your identity, mm. and what are you doing with it? Right, right. I don't agree with that. I don't think that that's the right way to do it. Well, you know, whatever, whatever. Of or like, course. why it's are you we, making that choice? What we used to do for sure. Right, used to. But, like, that's not a thing anymore. Can't be. It can't be. And I don't want it to be. No. Um, and so, like, yeah, so.
3: That lie was revealed.
1: That lie was revealed.
3: And praise the Lord.
1: Yeah, I'm so grateful. And
3: you've been purposefully claiming truth and walking that out. Mm-hmm. Have you made mistakes?
1: Yes, all the time, of course. <laughs>
3: but you're purposely you're, you're not scared, you're not try, you're not living a life trying to not make mistakes. you're living a life purposed in truth.
1: mm-hmm yeah, I'm not worried about making mistakes. I'm not worried about it because will I make them?: Yes Yeah, 100. but like i I had to really settle. Like, I had to really get settled in, like, it is not I, but Christ who lives in me. Mm -hmm. Like, I have died. So why am I worried about a dead person making mistakes? Because she's not alive. Yeah. Christ is. And I have really had to settle that because, Mm -hmm. like, in that fear of making, in that fear of Making a mistake or being a bad mom or being my mom, Mm -hmm. all of that, or like being the best mom I could be, like, as in like, I need to be a good mom so that I'm not a bad mom, not I want to serve my children Mm -hmm. so that they are, they understand who they are so that they can go out and fulfill their purpose, right?
3: the The motive... His uh, like we'll never it's rise totally above ashamed. of the motive. Right. And so if our motive is in some way self centered and it's not about our kids, then then what are we doing?
1: And so I was I was still alive uh-huh. in that.
3: Yeah. Your old self was My old self was yeah.
1: still like trying to live. And, 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 like, now you nah. get,
3: and now you've died and you've been raised in newness of life and it's the upside down kingdom. It's what you're talking about. Yeah. So let me ask you this and I'll probably just let you comment on this. And I just, you put something on Instagram a few months back that I thought was super powerful. And I have no idea what any of this is about because I am not a woman. I have not given birth to a child But you put this um, post up really kind of just talking about, if I remember it correctly, and I haven't read it for a while, but just exposing the lies that women believe about who they are and their bodies and everything after, uh, you know, giving birth to a child and so much much of the lies that come in and the truth that you were standing in. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want you to comment on that for anyone who's listening who, you know, is struggling with this image and this thing, like we look at Hollywood and we look at these celebrities who have a child and then the next day it looks like they had the child 10 years ago. You know, they it's just, it's different. And so, do you mind commenting on that and the deception and and what we can do about living you know without this pressure that the world has put on us
1: Yeah um so I'm not an instagrammy person but there was a stint where spirit was just like I need you to say some things <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to like you just need to say them and so one of the things was like I was looking at my body in the mirror like postpartum and i was just like because like after my first i was younger and i just like bounced back super quick i was also in great shape before i got pregnant this time not so much (laughs) and um and it was fine and you know second kids are different and whatever and i was looking at my body in the mirror and i was just like looking at how different it was and how changed it was and like I had stretch marks for the first time and I have this like, my belly button looks all crazy and like everything, right? And I was just like, oh, like, I don't know how to dress. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this like new shape that I have, like all of this kind of stuff, right? And um, then I started really taking a tally of what my body has actually done for me right like and i'm just gonna get really real so like you know my breasts are not all like cute and perky and nice like they used to be they are they are low and wide and you know it is what it is it's a reality of like you know uh like the the I could look at that and be so like disappointed and just like, oh, I can't believe that they look like this and like, oh, they're so whatever. And they're not what they used to be. But like, I have been able to nurse both of my children until past, you know, one year of age and what a precious gift that has been. I've loved being able to nurse my children and I'm so grateful that I got the opportunity to do that because not everybody does. And like I was through, you know, through this like very natural thing that God has like given me, I was able to like provide the nourishment that my children needed. And so did that cause some like saggage? Sure. But like, it's just evidence of this beautiful journey I've gotten to go on with my children and like the power that my body innately has as a mother to give, to provide my child food. Hmm. Dope. Love that. Right. My, my stomach, right. It's all squishy and it's got stretch marks now. And like, I, had an umbilical hernia which is super gross (laughs) but like my belly button is an outie now instead of an innie and so it like looks different and like i gained weight my shape has changed because like my hips have gotten wider and whatever and like i could look at all of that and you know be like oh like I need to get in better shape or like I'm never gonna be able to show my stomach again or like this, that, and the other. But like my body has carried three, well, I've been pregnant four times hmm. and I've carried th- two to term, mm-hmm. right? And like it's been able. Like I have the, the. I've been like, not everyone has that opportunity.
3: Right.
1: You know, not everyone is able to carry a child and like i my body has done that for me and for my husband right like my body has like given of itself to be able to grow and produce this little life like, how amazing is that? And how special is that? And, like, why would I look at it with disdain when it's given me something?
3: But there is temptations to that for lies <clears throat> to settle in. And I don't know yeah. if we even need to to highlight it because everybody knows what they are. And everybody, you know, everything is, you know, our, our culture is you know it's getting worse and worse and worse and 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 what we what we champion and what we want is is for it's whack yeah um
1: well and this is something that like i like to so this is something that i share with other women all the time and in the moment in that moment when i was looking in the mirror i had to share it I had to relate it back to myself, which is like you, like the Bible says that women like are worth more than rubies. Hmm. And yet we allow people to pay pennies. Hmm. We devalue ourselves so much. And like I, looked at my body and with all its new shapes and crevices and creases and, you know, plushiness. And I, in that moment, had to decide, are you a penny or are you a ruby?
3: Hmm.
1: And I'm a ruby. (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. This body is, this body has given so much and done so much and I am not going to waste time and energy on hating it.
3: Mm -hmm. Wow. That's important
1: because for, for what, for what look at, look at what it's done. Look at what it's done. So I'm going to appreciate it and I'm going to love it for what it's done. Now, is do I like wear the same things that I used to? And are there times where like I get like, "Mm, I don't know if that's gonna fit or look right or like, yeah, I wish that my, you know, this looked a little different or whatever. Sure, 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 whatever. But like, there's no, there's no point there's no point in hating it for something for for we how hard it works. We keep
3: <laughs> assigning meaning to things. Either we assign the wrong meaning to it or we assign meaning where there there shouldn't be like it's not. And if you're assigning meaning to wow, my body has gone through all of this stuff and it looks different and like the meaning that you've assigned to it, praise the Lord for that. Mm -hmm. Because certainly you could assign, well, I'm not this because of this that has happened.
1: Yeah, but like we don't, that's the thing coming into freedoms that like I, I don't live in lack anymore. Let's go. So I don't live in that mindset of, oh, there could be more. I have everything I need. I have all of it. So like my body, my body, this physical thing, has everything that I need, not only to like live every day, (laughs) right? It works so hard to keep me alive, Hmm. but also it created and sustained life outside of it that's so dope it's crazy it's that is that is abundance and more like not only is it keeping me alive and functioning every Mm -hmm. day but it's keeping something outside of me alive and functioning what in the world that is so dope look at this magical thing look at this magical machine
3: it's crazy (laughs) i i don't know i was talking to natalie about this I was like, how can you see what this is and not believe that God exists? (laughs) And if he exists, I hope he's love, you know, like how, how can we see what happens and how intricate and how detailed and how it has to be spot like, and then, yeah, think if this is by chance, it's nuts.
1: I always, I just think it's so funny when people are like, "Mm," like, okay like science for sure but like god eh, i don't know there's like not proof i don't know if i can get down with that i'm like okay okay let's just let's just talk about this for for just two seconds like let's just think about this so you're like you're not comfortable with like a god a god like a creator god right that made the world in seven days and like knows you intimately and Mm -hmm. like you know set the foundation for all this you're not that's that's like out of your sphere of like Mm
2: -hmm.
1: believability but you're like yeah totally i live on a rock and i'm hurling through space Mm -hmm. like at a pace that i can't even imagine and if i went out of the atmosphere i would die Mm -hmm. and the thing that's holding me to the ground is gravity gravity i don't even know what that means i don't even actually know what gravity means and Mm -hmm. the only reason like why i'm not we're not like spinning off into space is because of the gravitational force of the sun in the middle of like a solar system and we don't even know how big it is and like the sky is transparent at night not actually dark blue like you're comfortable with that Mm -hmm. what in the world that is crazy i don't know what gravity is how are you like yeah sure gravity Totally. I'm down with that concept. But a creative God, nah, that's totally wild. (laughs) It's nuts. Anyways, sorry, tangent, but yeah.
3: So as we, I kind of want to, as we wrap this up, I want you to talk to, um, talk to mothers, talk to new mothers, talk to young mothers, and just give them your heart on what you would want them, because you've experienced this, you've experienced it twice. Yeah, give them them your heart on who they are in Christ and how they can operate. Um. Yeah, just go off, tell them them what you want them to hear.
1: Cool. Yeah, so... I think that first and foremost as mothers again just to like reiterate we need to get really settled in our identity as daughter because that is who we are and in saying that we also need to get settled with the identity of our children because we are not the ones that are going to bring them to the table they are going to be sitting next to us at the table as children of God, our children, no matter how well we raise them, no matter if we do all the right things, they're still going to have to come to Jesus on their own. And they are still going to need to come into relationship with God. Um, and that isn't something that we can control. That no matter what amount of good choices or, you know, all the resources and, and and scripture that we put on their walls and all the, you know, Sabbath school and like that kind of stuff, whatever, it doesn't matter. They are going to have to come into relationship with Jesus and like learn who he is for themselves. And uh, you had touched on this earlier, but like we can do all the right things and our children can still grow up and kill people Mm -hmm. and we can do all the wrong things and our children can grow up and become amazing, incredible people or we can be right in the middle of the road and either can still happen. Mm to do my hair and my kids also are pressed all the time because they need to look good and they need to, you know, be the certain way and I want them to you know be able to play well and share and not be loud and be polite and say please and thank you and say excuse me and get down from the table and wash their hands and put away the dishes and I want them to like behave and be obedient because they desire it out of their hearts and not because I told them to and like I never want to raise my voice and if I do that that means something and like I can't you know like and, and 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 all of this stuff all of this should be and like no like you can have a pile of laundry on your couch and it's gonna be okay hmm. <laughs> you your kids are gonna be kids and they're gonna act like children and it's gonna be okay not every day is gonna be great and not every day is going to look how it quote unquote should right like in in the sense of like what we have created in our minds to be how things should be and we need to drop these expectations of what we believe matters in the in the physical you know like i think uh there's a lot of pressure on moms to complete care tasks in a really specific way and like good those things are all important yes but they're not the most important and it's okay if if they don't if they don't get done that day you know and it doesn't make you a better or a worse mom and like it's okay to have bad mom days those days happen it doesn't mean that you're a bad mom it means that that day was a bad day. Mm. And that's okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Because it doesn't determine your worth or your value because your worth and your value is established in Christ. Let's go. Your kids are going to have bad days. There's going to be days when they're crying and cranky and they're yelling and they're screaming and they don't want to listen and they don't want to eat and they don't want to put on their pants and they have you know like and they're it and That's just a bad day. You don't have a bad kid, and you wouldn't look at a kid... You wouldn't look at your child at the end of the day and be like, oh, you're just a horrible child. No, they just had a bad day. Maybe Mm -hmm. they were tired. Maybe they were really disappointed. Maybe they had a bad dream. Maybe there was something that happened with their friends that you didn't understand and that you don't know about. And so it affected the rest of their day. And maybe they don't even fully understand what they're feeling. And like, that's okay. You wouldn't look at them and be like, oh, you're just the worst. You're so no. And so like you need to give yourself You need to allow yourself to be okay in that space too. So that's one thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's one thing. Um, Another thing that I think is really important when we get out of judging ourselves is we get out of judging others and like not allowing other people's ideas of how our family should function affect our ideas of how our family should function. Because every family is different. Every lifestyle is different. Every child is different. And every parent is different. And there isn't a one-size-fits-all. And like not everyone can be, like you can't be everything to everyone all the time. Mm. And so like there are things that are going to be important to you and like press into that and it's okay that it's not all of the things it doesn't need to be all of the things because what matters is that you are giving your children life-giving affirmation and directing them and guiding them to being the person that God designed them to be. Hmm. You're helping to cultivate that in them. Hmm. And aside from that, like, okay, great that Susie eats all of her vegetables at every meal and she sits down and it's a nice, easy, quiet time. That might not be your family. And that's okay. Don't let anybody make you feel some kind of way about that. Right. That doesn't work for your family. Some families dope seven o'clock kids are in bed and it's done lights out cool and for you maybe it's 10 o'clock and that's just how it is and that's fine like some people it's a very 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 important that their children are clean i don't care if my kids have mud on them it doesn't matter and you know like these like things that we think are so important to like everyone really there's things that are important to you mm-hmm And we need to get out of judging other people based on what's important to them and not allowing their judgments of what's important to them reflect on what's important to us.
3: Yeah. And it always comes back to like, whatever, everything you're saying is you're encouraging people. Like the only way you can do this is to understand who you are. That's how you don't judge other people and you could just love them. Yeah. Because we're not meant to, to see a a family doing something and just be like, wow, I you know, we're getting in the way of our love for them. Absolutely. But we cannot love them unless we know we're loved. And we cannot know we're loved unless the shame is off of us, mm-hmm. unless we understand what he's done.
1: Because mm-hmm. you are completely and utterly loved as an individual. Mm. Like, God cares about your likes and dislikes. hmm He cares about your favorite color. He wants to know that you prefer floral print to cheetah print. (laughs) Like that those things are important to him because he's your dad. Yeah. And you're his child, right? And like something that has been I I've been coming into the understanding of is like we say we say all the time like god is love and like i think i just said those words for a while and like didn't fully understand what that meant mm-hmm. but like god is love yeah. like his essence is love and so like when we look at like the foundation of the world And even like our being, we are created in like the secret place and knitted together in our mother's womb. Like our very atoms on a like metaphysical like level are love, (laughs) right? Like his love is infused into his creation. And so like as his creation He loves you wholly and thoroughly and individually. Like, where there is no separation between his essence and your being.
3: I just heard this thing, and there's some aspects of this that I don't agree with. But I think the thought is awesome. And it's that God is not God who happens to be father? He is father who happens to be God. And to just think of him that way. Like first and foremost, in your life, yeah. he is your father. Yeah. And he loves you. Yeah. Let's sit with that for a little bit, you know? Yeah. Let's get loved. Yeah. And then and then go and do likewise.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had this moment in the shower once where I was all caught up in some stuff and I was like, well, you know, having one of those bad mom days, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, so worried about, you know, like, oh, I was not, I was impatient and blah, 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 right? And God is just like, your son loves you so much. Your son is so in love with you. Now just go out and love him. Hmm. Like I've loved you. And it was such like an aha moment of just like, oh, I am so completely and thoroughly loved that I don't have to try to love because I am
3: just what's gonna come out, yeah. Just what's gonna come out.
1: That's exact that's right. And that's everything that not only my child needs, but deserves. Awesome. Yeah.
3: Hey. That's it. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the Deadly Life podcast. So much life. Uh, We'll have to. uh, No, thank you so much. Appreciate you, BB. Love you. Love you. Thank you.
2: show Can't stop we make it to the moon It's too late, can stop it, it's a boom No, I can't, I wait till you approve I got people with me on the other side Sparing on me too bright, I see they tryna ride Coming out for the night, yeah, this that come alive Coming out for the fight, yeah, we stay alive We stay alive, Hey, hey, ayy put your hands down Hey, we ain't coming questions, yeah. We been down. Creed, I am Madonna's. Watch the hands now. Went are from thinking broke to living rich now. Hey bustin' with the two you watch me slide now. And hey, she look kinda bougie, and she bad now. Hey, mama, think I made it easy, proud now? Hey, hey. shot kod only talk holy things i'm a prince that's rakim 23 check the rings fog on my feet on my soul jesus christ set me free only motivation on me now is heavenly lot of people trying to drain me of this energy i talked to god told me people's not my enemies i'm cutting ties with the spirits trying to play with me show case I tell we make it to the moon. It's too late and stop it, it's a boom. No, I can cannot wait till you approve. I got people with me on the other side. Spirit on me, too bright, I see they tryna ride. Coming out for the night, yeah, this that come alive. Coming out for the fight, yeah, we stay alive, they stay alive.